0: everybody. This is On Background. I'm Becky Phoebe. Hope you're staying warm this week in these record cold Chicago temperatures. When it comes to Chicago politics, it sure feels like hell is freezing over these days. We're breaking format a bit this week to bring you an update on an ongoing federal probe into City Hall.
1: Our fallout from the Ed Burke bombshell. Alderman Danny Solis just resigned as chairman of the City Council Zoning Committee. Alderman Solis
0: is reportedly under a federal microscope and agreed to wear a Wire secretly recording conversations with Alderman Ed Burke, who is facing a criminal extortion charge. The
1: feds listened in to more than 18,000 hours of Solis's conversations in one year, and on three occasions watched him come and go from massage parlors, visits allegedly paid for by a political fixer seeking favors.
0: Several bombshell reports from the Chicago Sun-Times have unearthed more and more details from the investigation that's ensnaring some of the most powerful and longest-serving politicians in Illinois, including Alderman Danny Solis, Alderman Ed Burke, and even Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan. Here to help break it all down is Sun-Times reporter John Seidel. Hi, John. How are you? Good. How are you?
1: Doing okay. Thank you. It's been
0: a busy week for you. It
1: has. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So a lot of the stories that you broke this week come down to a single extraordinary document that you obtained. And before we get into what's in it... Can you tell us what this document is?
1: Sure, yeah, I know it's it's maybe a document that a lot of people aren't familiar with, but it's it's a routine document in the federal court world. Uh, it was an application and an affidavit for a search warrant. Uh, the affidavit was written by a special agent of the FBI, and it was filed by federal prosecutors. And the purpose was to uh, get permission from a judge to search several locations, including uh, Alderman Solis's city hall office. Uh, I believe his ward office was in there, and, and homes and some other locations. And and, and when um, when laying all of this out for a judge, they have to explain what crimes um, they're interested in, what evidence they think they're going to find for those crimes, and and they have to lay out their probable cause. And so there's a lot of details in there.
0: And so are these public documents, or is this something that you just obtained in another way?
1: Um, You know, I can't really get into detail, but these are documents that do sometimes become public. Sometimes they're not public. It really just depends on the investigation.
0: All right. What new information did you uncover in this affidavit about what the feds had on danny solis let's start there cuz it's mostly about him
1: it is mostly about him and it and it helps to explain why he um has uh, cooperated in the, their investigation i mean and, and there's a there's a lot in there that basically lays out a corruption case in which uh, alderman solis was trading public acts for all kinds of of private benefits uh, including um you know uh sex acts um Viagra, wow. um campaign contributions. Um, I, you know, I may be missing some things. I believe there were there were also some uh, there were definitely some details in there about um, some uh, personal use of campaign funds.
0: Mm-hmm. Tell me a little more about those personal purchases using campaign money.
1: Uh, yeah, I should say this was the credit card account for the, for the 25th Ward. And we should say that Alderman Solis has not been charged with anything, right? So this is the FBI laying out what they believe is going on here. And they pointed to purchases and um, there were credit cards in the name of Alderman uh, Solis and his sister uh, with purchases at places like uh, Mario Tricosi, the hair salon. Um, there were payments for an eye exam. There was some tuition at a school um, Kids' wow. clothes at Macy's, hmm. um, you know, uh, things like that. And they they also pointed to um, some money moving in and out of the campaign fund and in and out of uh, Alderman Solis's bank accounts, which they, you know, just through the way the deposits and the withdrawals were made, they believe that one of these uh, were related to a payment that Alderman Solis wound up making to the IRS and and another to a, a company uh, Paleo Fit Meals. Uh, bottom line is they think that this is this was his way of using. Uh, that money for personal expenses.
0: Let's remind people, what does an alderman make? Or what is what is Solis's salary as an alderman?
1: It's around $117,000, $118,000 a year, yeah. And okay. and um, despite that, I mean, they, they show that he was definitely um, uh, apparently in debt, had credit problems, was dodging collectors.
0: Hmm. So he gets under the microscope of the feds. And you mentioned earlier that these allegations start to help explain why Solis ultimately wore a wire in the investigation of a different alderman, Ed Burke. Talk to us a little bit about how this works in any case, how how federal prosecutors and federal officials manage to get people to cooperate.
1: Right. And so it's something we're seeing play out in other areas of the public world these days. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty common practice. They, they find one person who, with, and they find evidence of wrongdoing by that person. And, and, you know, that person can be charged or that person can cooperate in another investigation and maybe, get a break whenever that person is ultimately prosecuted. And, you, and so that's called, you know, you flip that person and then you move on to, you know, you get another individual, you flip that person, you keep moving up the chain. with you know, typically the goal is to ultimately get to the big fish here.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's recap the timeline really quick. Mm-hmm. The feds investigate Danny Solis around what time?
1: Well, we know this was going back to uh, about the spring of 2014, okay. right? And I should mention that this so this application of this, this this document that we're talking about was filed in 2016. Oh. So uh, again, it's kind of a snapshot of where they were. In 2016, so it's we don't know what exactly. What we know some of what's happened since then.
0: And then in 2016 is sort of when they get him to flip.
1: That's roughly when he wires out. I mean, so so this document was filed in, in 2016, and it's sometime that same year that he begins um, to cooperate with them and work with them in the Ed Burke investigation. And again, this document helps explain why.
0: In this document, another familiar name comes up. Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan. What is Madigan's role in all of this?
1: Right. So I mean, to characterize his role in this, at, at this point, I, I think I'd call him a supporting character, but obviously it's really remarkable that he's in here. Um, so again, I mentioned that this goes back to May of uh, 2014. This is when uh, an associate of a developer who wanted to build a hotel in Chinatown um, Came to the FBI and explained that, he, that that he had been trying to get a uh, letter of support from Alderman Solis, and and uh, you know the alderman asked him to get some letters of support from the community and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other thing, and then throughout this process, out of the blue, comes this request to to meet with Speaker Madigan. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the associate agrees that the the developer comes along and they all uh, have this meeting in Speaker Madigan's private law firm. This is not his government office. This is his private law firm. And it's during this meeting that, that Speaker Madigan pitches his firm and the private work that they do and how they can help this developer. And um, what
0: is that pitch? What can his firm do for a developer
1: well i mean it's it's well known for helping with property tax lowering property taxes for for these uh, for these properties and and I believe the speaker says uh, in there that uh, you know they take it a little bit of a different approach than other firms. Mm-hmm. They talk about their fees and you know there is a moment in there when uh, um, Alderman uh, Solis and the speaker step aside and then they leave and and, and Alderman Solis says that you know it'd be good it'd be good to hire the speaker. Um, And so this, I think, gets back to my point about the supporting character role. Um, I don't think it's clear that we know what, if if Speaker Madigan knew the pretenses under which this meeting was set up, right? Right. He knows that this person was brought to him by Alderman Solis. You know, what Speaker Madigan was or was not told what went on there, we don't have detail about that.
0: Mm -hmm. And Madigan's firm does, like you said, property tax appeals. And We also know that Alderman Ed Burke has a firm that does property tax appeals. There's been a lot of investigation into the property tax system here in Illinois and these two big political figures who benefit from this system. And I'm just curious for for people who don't pay as close of attention to all of this, is it legal for these two to have these sort of side businesses where they're making money on real estate appeals?
1: I mean, the basic answer is, is yes, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing this. They wouldn't right. be going on for so long. But it's certainly a practice that a lot of people have complained about, have pointed to, and believe that there's something going on in the background here because, the, you know, these big movers and shakers seem to end up with these at these firms and and there's and there's obvious reasons right i mean it's like it doesn't even need to be said you know like you 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 feel like you're probably going to do okay if you hire one of these men in their firms to help you out uh but yeah this is um you know, something that it appears the the feds are taking a close look at here. And we've seen uh, a charge of an attempted extortion with with Alderman Burke now,
0: right. and it's so it's this question of the feds looking into, yes, it's legal for you to have an outside job, but are you using your political position to leverage your personal gain right?
1: And exactly that quid pro quo that we saw lead to Alderman Burke's uh, charges recently, mm-hmm.
0: right. So do we have any sense at this point of? Who else could potentially be involved? What other politicians are in sort of federal crosshairs?
1: Uh, we don't. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a big question. We were wondering about that. And I, I did want to point to a, a line that we've quoted from the affidavit that states that there is reasonable cause to believe that Solis and others have committed these crimes, such as bribery and fraud, uh, by engaging in a series of transactions that involve the abuse of Solis's position as a public official. I mean, that last point speaks to Solis. But again, they say Solis and others have done this. So I, certainly, plus, again, this is 2016. You know, we, we know some of what's happened later because of the charges against Ed Burke, but we don't know what's happened in the middle.
0: Mm-hmm. And in the past, it's not unusual. We have seen Federal prosecutors bring down multiple politicians all at once. We had federal judges, and these these get fun different names like Operation Silver Shovel. Do we know we're sort of in the middle of this? Do we know is there a a, a fun name?
1: I have not heard a fun nickname yet. I was okay. I was I was thinking about that on my way. You know because. Um, you know, it's almost the, the the way that the city council reacted. You almost want to get like family secrets, right? <laughs> That's been used. <laughs> but uh, But obviously, you know, the reaction of the city council was one where they, you know, there was a lot of talk about you don't turn on the family and things mm-hmm. like
0: that. Yeah, and we heard a little bit of that last week in last week's episode um, we have an election coming up here in February. So, Lee has stepped down from his post as zoning committee chair, but he's so far keeping his seat as alderman. He is not running for re-election and plans to retire in May, when the term ends. I'm wondering, John, what does this federal investigation mean for the February elections?
1: I mean, I think it's huge for the February elections. I mean, we've already even. Before this news broke, we, we had the, a, a growing discussion about corruption in City Hall, mm-hmm. right? And now it's just even more. And we have lots of candidates with with ties to lots of these individuals, you know, Burke, Solis, and Madigan. I think Susanna Mendoza was very um, defensive right, right out of the gate with all of this. I mean, she has ties to all of them. But then, you know, she's pointing, I think, to Chico and to Bill Daly. Uh, probably others. And of course, you know, Tony Preckwinkle at, at the beginning of all this had a problem because she was not referenced by name, but referenced in the criminal complaint against Ed Burke, because uh, part of what he was doing was kind of pushing for uh, these Burger King franchisees to to give her a donation or attend her fundraiser. So now we've got a lot of finger pointing going on. So I think this is going to be huge and, and consequential for, for the mayor's race, um, but how, how it's all going to shake out, I think it's still hard to say.
0: Right. And it's such a twisted web that I think sometimes probably voters are a little confused of, well, how concerned should I be that Preckwinkle is this person or Mendoza is named as X? Right. So it is a big challenge. Um, any other big takeaways from this particular affidavit or anything else you, you've you uncovered in this federal investigation?
1: You know, I, I guess my only other two thoughts would be, I mean, on the one hand, we, do, we don't really know where this is going and we don't know if we're going to, I mean, I think we expect to see more charges, uh, but we, we just don't know. Um, on, on the other hand, I mean, obviously this has potential to just be an incredibly, incredibly significant prosecution, uh, at really uh, historic proportions if, if it all plays out. So, so we'll see.
0: All right. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Peggy. That's all for today. Reporting for this episode comes from John Seidel of the Chicago Sun-Times and his colleagues, Fran Spielman, Tina Fondelis, Tim Novak, and Mark Brown. Our editor is Alex Keith. Like I said, Solis is not running for re-election, but five people are vying to fill his seat as 25th Ward Alderman. And Chicagoans, early voting is underway despite the cold. WBEZ has published a candidate questionnaire to help you sort through all of your 14 options for mayor. We sent a wide-ranging survey to all of the candidates on everything from parking tickets to police reform. You can find that at wbez.org slash mayoralquestionnaire. Also, if you're wondering where to vote, right now you can vote downtown or you can apply online to vote by mail. Neighborhood voting starts February 11th. You can rate, review, subscribe, and download the On Background podcast in Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow all of WBEZ's political coverage at wbez.org politics and always on air at 91.5 FM.